Welcome to Fluent and Fuck It with Keisha and Michelle. Today, we are talking about the COVID vaccine. Dun, dun, dun. Cue the fucking music. That was better. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's talk about it. So, um, COVID vaccine. Do you think you're going to get it? I don't know. I'm very, very on the fence. What about you? I decided I'm going to get it. Yes. I did a bunch of research and that's that's just the decision I've come to. And I figured this would be a great place to share the information that I found. Because, you know, millennials are known as the biggest anti-vaxxers group. And sometimes it's religion. Sometimes it's lack of information. Sometimes it's just fear. You know, I'm not here to judge anyone or force you to get a vaccine. I'm just here to relay some fucking information. Yeah, I know that I'm unsure and a lot of people still are. You know, we did a poll on Facebook a couple weeks ago about the vaccine, and it was actually pretty funny. I love these polls that we do where we come up with these, like, ridiculous poll options. Some of our options were no, but yes, but no, but maybe no. That was one option. So, like, people who are just really confused. Then we had waiting to make sure shit isn't about to get crazy. We had patiently waiting our turn. Been there, done that. That's a no for me, dog. And two words, zombie apocalypse. So those were the options we had. Oh, we also had one uh, added by one of our listeners on the very cusp of saying yes and could be convinced with a free donut, which was pretty funny. I think actually maybe I created that. Oh, <laughs> I did. You, you <laughs> did I saw create the, that. Because yeah, Krispy Kreme. Yeah. yeah. If it would have been a Dixie Kreme donut, I can't say that I wouldn't have done it, but I'm not a huge fan of Krispy Kreme. Anyway. I've never heard of Dixie Cream. It's a Florida thing. You wouldn't understand. I still think it's better than Duncan. So we had this poll in Facebook, and those were our options. What got the most votes? Last I checked, the one that got the most votes was two words, zombie apocalypse. <laughs> like, really, guys? <laughs> really? It got the most votes. The zombie apocalypse is an option in every single one of our polls, and it always gets high votes. It does, <laughs> and I think it's hysterical because it's open to interpretation of what it means. Like, it could mean no in a way. It could mean yes in a way. It really just depends on what is going through the person's mind at the time. Part of me thinks it's it's also could be like, I'm not going to justify that question with an answer. <laughs> yes, yes, just out of this world. Yes. So zombie apocalypse got the most votes. Did it seem like there was more no's or more yeses? Like what were some of people's fears and concerns? Because we had a lot of opinions, a lot. I remember a lot of people posting on that. We did. So the runner up for the most votes was, um, that's a no for me dog. So our top response was zombie apocalypse and our second highest response was no. So we definitely got more negative feedback in, in the actual votes. However, we did have a lot of people in the comments that got the vaccine. Like we had a lot of feedback from people who actually got the vaccine and they were sharing with us their symptoms and their experience with getting it. So, for example, we had one of our good friends, she got it. And she said that generally speaking, she's healthy 
and she doesn't usually have very many reactions, but she didn't have any reactions from what she said. And I thought that was interesting just because I also am fairly healthy and don't usually have any severe reactions to things. So not only are our viewers responding and saying, hey, you know, symptoms for the most part seem to be pretty mild. People I work with also are kind of giving me the same feedback. So I thought that was interesting. There wasn't a whole lot of horror stories on the Facebook group. So even though number two voted for was um, that's a no for me, dog, we had two options that were people who were planning on getting it who had already gotten it that equaled, you know, a yes, basically. So it was it was almost like a 50-50. Like people were either straight up not getting it they were getting it or planned on getting it or they were just really unsure. You know, the waiting to make sure shit isn't about to get crazy. It's that concept of there's too many unknowns and that's scary. Like people don't like going into something unknowing, especially when it's related to your health, you know? And so I think we got a lot of responses in the comment section, people just saying, I would rather wait for a few years to make sure that shit isn't about to get crazy, you know? And then, I also have friends who have Crohn's disease, IBS, autoimmune diseases, like immunocompromised, and like they have already gotten the vaccine and and they're okay, you know. There's really a large spectrum of responses here, and that's why we thought this would be a great episode. Yeah, and I haven't done any personal research into this, and I am really on the fence, especially now that it's available. What I voted for was... (laughs) waiting to see if she gets crazy and legitimately that's how I feel I wanted to see if people turned into zombies or if there was a rash outbreak as a result so you know now that a little bit of time has passed and it's open to the general population I I definitely am more open to the idea it's funny that you say that because in the very beginning, when the shot was first being released, there was a huge TikTok trend of people going, went and got my vaccine today and I feel fine. And then all of a sudden they just start seizing out or stroking out or just like doing really crazy, weird things. So it's just funny. to. I think was waiting of. for it. But it makes sense that you're unsure. There's so much information. It's scary. It's a scary time. We're like untreaded territory, you know, so uh that's why that's why I wanted to do some research. So like, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the shit and spread some uh, information. <laughs> but uh, before I get into the actual vaccines that are available right now, I want to talk a little bit about how vaccines work. And there are two types of vaccines that are being used right now. But first, here's my disclaimer. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. We are not professionals. You should think for yourselves and maybe do some of your own fucking research. Not that we are liars, but who knows? The views expressed are solely those of Keisha and Michelle. Though we contain many goddess-like qualities, we are not all-knowing and do not claim to be. We have linked all of our resources and articles in the description for today's episode. We are not responsible for any side effects or feelings that may occur from you listening to this episode. Our podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure your stupidity. While every attempt is made to ensure that this information is accurate, errors and omissions may be contained therein for which any liability is disclaimed. Moving on. I digress. So... You might be hearing things like mRNA vaccines and viral vectors. And if you are like me, I was like, what the fuck is that shit? Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. It freaks me out a little bit just because it's a very technical thing. I was never good in chemistry. I don't know what just came out of your mouth. And I mean, it kind of makes me freak out a little bit. So my understanding is they possibly take a form of a virus or... Uh, a disease and they 
alter it, inject it into you? Like, am I getting injected with the COVID? I don't want to get injected with the COVID. Please don't inject me with the COVID. So even though I think I know how they work, I definitely need more information. Don't, don't, don't get your knickers in a twist. Okay. You're getting ahead of me. Let me explain. Okay. So I got this information straight up from the CDC. So don't come at me with your governmental conspiracy theories. If you don't like it, do your own fucking research and present me with fact-based opinions. Got it? Okay. So first. Okay. (laughs) How do vaccines work, you asked? In order to understand how the COVID vaccine works, you need to know a little bit about how your body fights off illnesses. So say a germ invades our bodies, like the COVID-19. When they invade they multiply and they are known to us as infections. Our immune system has a toolbox like arsenal full of cool stuff used to fight off these illnesses. We have red blood cells and white blood cells. Red blood cells carry oxygen to the tissues and organs and white blood cells or immune cells, they fight infection. So when you get sick for the first time, your body uses these germ fighting tools to get over infection Afterwards, once you're healthy again, your body remembers how to protect you from that particular infection and has written a code for the next time. So here's terms. I'm not going to go into them. I'm not a fucking scientist. I thought about Googling them, but it's just too much. You get the general concept. The body keeps a few. I don't even know if I'm about to pronounce this right. (laughs) The body keeps a few T lymphocytes called memory cells that go into action quickly if the body encounters that same virus again. So when the familiar antigens are detected, B lymphocytes produce antibodies to attack them. So our body basically learns the code to protect us in the future if we interact with that same germ again. The COVID vaccine helps our bodies develop immunity to the virus without us actually having to get sick first. You know, and there are many different types of vaccines, but the two that are out and available to the public right now are the mRNA and the viral vector vaccines. So we're going to talk about those. First, I just want you to say T-nymphocytes again. (laughs) Is that what I said? No. Okay. (laughs) No. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Okay. It's not what you said. You definitely said T lymphocytes, but it's not nearly as fun. So I just want you to know moving forward, if it comes up, I will be calling them T nymphocytes. T nymphocytes. Okay. Um, I accept. Okay. So mRNA and viral vectors. And that's funny because, see, this is this is the kind of thing that confuses me. I keep hearing things like Johnson & Johnson and Pfizer. And P Pfizer? I don't know. <laughs> so you're saying you're saying you're saying you're saying that the two vaccines are mRNA and viral vectors? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so so P Pfizer or Pfizer, whatever you call it, that <laughs> um and Moderma. That Moderma? Moderna. Moderma? Morena. I should know this. <laughs> um both of those are mRNA vaccines. And Johnson and Johnson is a viral vector. So an mRNA vaccine contains material from the virus that causes COVID-19 that gives instructions for how to make a harmless protein that is unique to the virus. After our cells make copies of the protein, they destroy that genetic material from the vaccine. Our bodies recognize that protein should not be there and they build 
T lymphocytes, T nymphocytes, and B nymphocytes. <laughs> Just so you guys know, it's lymphocytes, but we have determined that we're going to call them nymphocytes. Get over it. Um, so we are. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, right. It recognizes that the protein should not be there and it builds those nymphocytes (laughs) that will remember how to fight the virus that causes COVID vaccine if we are infected again in the future. To trigger an immune response, many vaccines put a weakened or inactivated germ into our bodies, not mRNA vaccines. Did you hear me? Not mRNA vaccines. Instead, They teach ourselves how to make a protein or even just a piece of a protein that triggers an immune response inside of our bodies. That immune response, which produces antibodies, is what protects us from getting infected if the real virus enters our bodies. They cannot give somebody COVID-19. mRNA vaccines do not, do not, I'm going to say it louder for the people in the back, mRNA vaccines do not use the live virus that causes COVID-19. Did you hear me? Repeat that after me. mRNA vaccines do not, louder for the people in the back, do not inject the COVID (laughs) into people. (laughs) Um, Second of all, they do not affect or interact with our DNA in any way. mRNA never enters the nucleus of a cell, which is where our DNA, genetic material, is kept. The cell breaks... Go ahead. So no mutant abilities? I was really hoping for that. I'm not going to lie. Of all the things, mutant abilities, that's what I'll accept. Mutant abilities for 500. Thank you, Alex. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the cell breaks down and gets rid of the mRNA soon after it's finished using the instructions. Did that make any sense to you? Yes, I think so. Um, But I might want you to say it again. This is all I'm going to say. The the mRNA vaccine does not use the live virus. (laughs) Okay, and it's two shots. And it... An original and we'll get to that. You're getting ahead of me. We're, we're talking about the difference between mRNA and viral vectors. So a viral vector vaccine uses a modified version of a different virus, the vector, to deliver important instructions to our cells. For COVID-19 viral vector vaccines, the vector, which is not the virus that causes COVID, but a different harmless virus will enter a cell in our body and then use the cell's machinery to produce a harmless piece of that virus that causes COVID-19. This piece is known as a spike protein, and it is only found on the surface of the virus that causes COVID-19. Viral vectors cannot give somebody COVID-19 or other infections, Viral vectors cannot cause infection with the COVID-19 or with the virus used as the vaccine vector. They do not affect or interact with our DNA, just like the mRNA. The genetic material delivered by the viral vector does not integrate into a person's DNA. Okay, so one of them uses the information from COVID without injecting COVID into the patient. And one of them uses the information from a different virus. It's the same concept. It's just what information they use to create the vaccine that's different, right? Exactly. 
So what you're learning about these vaccines, does that ease your mind? Is that what brought you to the conclusion that you are going to get the shot? And also, these are brand new. And then the vaccines themselves, like Johnson & Johnson and what is it? Moderna, Moderna, Pfizer. Um, like, what are the differences? How do you know which one to get? Which one is better? Or do I just wait until they figure their shit out and come up with, hey, this is the best one. Use this one. Because that's what I'd like. I'd like for them to bring it out on a golden platter and say, oh, like, this is the best one. Yeah. So <laughs> that was like nine questions in one. So we'll break this down. First of all, the difference between the two as far as getting the vaccine. Like I said, Pfizer and Moderma are both mRNA vaccines. They both require two shots. Pfizer needs to be 21 days apart. Moderma needs to be 28 days apart. And it's vital that you get the second shot. So if you have gotten the first shot, get the fucking second shot. Johnson & Johnson is a viral vector and that one requires just one shot. They are all given in the muscle of the upper arm, and none of them contain egg, preservative, or latex, blah, blah, blah. As far as the effectiveness goes, the Moderma vaccine was 94.1% effective at preventing laboratory-confirmed COVID-19 illness in people who received two doses, but had no evidence of being previously infected. Based on evidence from clinical trials, the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine was 95% effective at preventing laboratory confirmed COVID-19 illnesses in people with no evidence of previous infection. So Johnson & Johnson was recently taken out of the cycle because of some serious side effects. There's a system in place to monitor the safety of these vaccines. And so far, there's only been two serious types of health issues after the vaccine, both of which are rare. The first one being anaphylaxic, which is basically an extreme allergic reaction. Um, and it's rare. We have no control over that. And that's why after you get the vaccine, you have to wait for 15 to 30 minutes because that's the time frame in which you're going to have a <laughs> severe allergic reaction. Second is thrombosis. I cannot fucking read like read this. Thrombosis with thrombocytopenia syndrome, TTS. Um, and so this is from the Johnson and Johnson and the, it's been pulled out of circulation because of this. So there's this risk for a rare but serious adverse event. Women Younger than 50 years old should especially be aware of their increased risk for this rare adverse event. So they pulled this vaccine because of a seven in a million chance that you're going to get this rare blood clot shit. But also the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was 66.3% effective in clinical trials, so way less effective. And people had the most protection two weeks after getting vaccinated. Um the vaccine, though, did have a high efficiency at preventing hospitalization and death with people who did get sick. So it's not stopping you from getting sick, but what it's doing is it's lowering the symptoms. So you're not being hospitalized. You're basically, you know, you're ending up with a fucking flu-like symptoms. Wait, so it's not actually preventing the virus. It's just making you stronger? It's like, making it's your... It's just helping you fight it? Yes, the, the Johnson & Johnson, yes. Basically, your body could handle the sickness without needing to be hospitalized. Um, but per the latest, latest information, like I said, it's been pulled from vaccine rotation due to that rare occurrence of the, of the blood clots. Your second question, you had talked about 
long-term effects, side effects, and stuff like that. Well, yes. Actually, I think one of my biggest concerns is that a year from now, there's going to be a circulating commercial that says, were you injected with the COVID vaccine? Did you have adverse reactions? Do you have any type of permanent damage? (laughs) If so, call us now. You could be entitled to compensation. So definitely I'm concerned about not only the symptoms, but like the long-term potential for damage. Okay. Worries. So short-term side effects. They're pretty similar with all the shots. That includes most common for everybody, pain, redness, swelling at the shot injection site. Yeah, it'll hurt. It'll feel like a bruise. (laughs) It'll feel achy. Get over it. Second, body tiredness, headache, muscle pain, chills, fever, nausea. A lot of people I know talked about basically getting flu-like symptoms, feeling body achy, fever of 101, you know, feeling nauseous, not feeling great, but then a day or two later feeling absolutely fine. Yeah, that's definitely the number one side effect people I work with have said was body aches and headaches. Yeah. And it and it's a very short term. Thing. Yeah, and it's and it and it there's the I have a, had people who had absolutely no body effects. Like one of my friends was like, "Dude, I took Claritin, vitamin D, vitamin C, drank a shit ton of water in the two days beforehand." And he's like, "Took Advil, Tylenol, and I I was fine. I was absolutely fine." I don't know if I suggest that. By all means, I'm not a doctor, but emergency whatever vitamins do it seems like a good idea. Um, so, but. Some of these side effects, because it's like you're sick for a day or two, it might affect your ability to do daily activities. And I think a lot of people are annoyed with that inconvenience of potentially having to take two days off of work because like my job will pay me to go get the COVID vaccine. But if you get sick, that's our own problem. We have to use our own hours for that. So like I said, side effects, fever, chills, headache, body aches, you know, most common with the second dose. But there was this one statement from P. Pfizer that I didn't like. It wasn't under the Johnson & Johnson and it wasn't under the Moderma. So it said, although few people in the clinical trials went to the hospital or died, data suggests that people who got the P. Pfizer vaccine were less likely to have more serious outcomes compared to people who got the saline placebo. So people died. <laughs> People wait, (laughs) read it again, read it again. Although few people in the clinical trials went to the hospital or died. Pause. I have questions. (laughs) Does this mean that they got COVID-19 and died? Or does this mean they got the vaccine and then their heart stopped? And the other vaccines didn't have that disclaimer. No, they didn't. The other vaccines did not say anything about death in their clinical trials, but I think there was a comment. That's a big thing. You know, I'm going to get my vaccine and I'm trying to decide like which one. And you can't Google which vaccine is the best because they're just like all vaccines are the best and they're not going to tell you which one. All right. This is literally what it says. You should get the first COVID-19 vaccine that is available to you. Do not wait for a specific brand. All currently authorized and recommended COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. The CDC does not recommend one vaccine over another. So you can't... That makes me feel like they're just trying to shove it down your throat. Like, just 
do it. They have so much of both. They don't want people to wait. And so that's why when you Google it, you won't find something. You have to go like find influencers and doctors and stuff like that who have the inside scoop and are willing to talk about those things to actually know which one is better. But as far as the CDC goes, they will not recommend one because they're both saved. The clinical trials following the racial and ethnic age and sex. Clearly white people are stupid. 81.9% of the trials were white people. (laughs) 9.8% African American. (laughs) They were like, fuck this shit. No. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Let Whitey die off first. Let them be the guinea pigs for real. I respect 50, that. 50-50% male and female. Basically, 49.4% female, 50.6% male. 70, oh, 73.2% not Hispanic. 26.2% Hispanic or Latino. Oh, God. White people. The most frequent underlying medical conditions were obesity, diabetes, and pulmonary disease. Oh, that's good for my friend who was worried about diabetes. So there was 8.4% of the trial, clinical trial participants had diabetes. I mean, at the very least, it shows that it was tested on... People with diabetes. People who have diabetes, yeah. Um, 8% doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're talking about 8% of 300,000, I don't know how many people were tested, and I don't know the math of that. Don't ask me, but it's more than you think it is. <laughs> Fuck math. Fuck math. Okay. So we went over the side effects. The last thing you asked me was the long term effects. And I think that's what scares people the most. Because I was reading online that typically when a vaccine is released, it goes through clinical trials and it's like a four year process. And what we went through was super quick. So what I found that says serious side effects that could cause a long-term health problem are extremely unlikely. This is probably the last statement that I read because I thought the same thing. I'm just so afraid. I'm like, I want to wait a couple years. I'm so afraid of what those long-term effects are going to be. I have a lot of health problems. I have an autoimmune disease. I'm afraid. I'm not going to lie. I'm fucking afraid. And so this paragraph here is what I think pushed me to the side of I'll get it. I'm going to read it word for word. It is from the CDC, but like I said, take your conspiracy elsewhere. Right. And I definitely want to hear this because one of the scariest things that I heard was that it can cause permanent heart damage. It doesn't say that in this paragraph, so I can't help you there. (laughs) There, Right. And I also heard things about like fertility affecting the fertility of women or affecting pregnant women. It just says serious side effects that could cause a long-term health problem are extremely unlikely following any vaccine, including COVID-19 vaccination. Vaccine monitoring has historically shown that side effects generally happen within six weeks of receiving a vaccine dose. For this reason, the FDA required each of the authorized COVID-19 vaccine to be studied for at least two months, which is eight weeks after the final dose. Millions of people have received COVID-19 vaccines and no long-term side effects have been detected. The CDC continues to closely monitor the safety of COVID-19 vaccines. If scientists find a connection between a safety issue and a vaccine, FDA, 
and vaccine manufacturer will work towards an appropriate solution to address that specific safety concern. For example, a problem with a specific lot, a manufacturing issue, or the vaccine itself. It says a a problem with a specific lot, and that has been a problem in history. But we'll go into that. We're going to skip that for now. Yeah, so basically what they're saying is, it's cool. We don't think there's going to be a problem. But if there's a problem, we'll let you know. Right. Long term is unlikely because problems, they're going to happen right away. It doesn't change your DNA. It doesn't get into your DNA. Like in long term side effects, that would be the problem. If it was affecting our DNA, it's creating this protein. And then, you know, the code that our bodies are writing, like that thing that's injected inside of us, it, it's not there for long. It's there long enough for our body to create the code and then it's gone. So the long-term side effects are unlikely. It's true, based on the fact that it's an mRNA vaccine. Learning what mRNAs were, and then reading this long-term side effects being unlikely statement, that gave me a a bit more confidence to move forward and kind of decide that I I will get this vaccine. Um, And I do understand that that's not enough for other people. And that's fine. You know, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your life. It's none of my fucking business, you know. So once you get the shot, does that mean you're going back to work? Does that mean that you're going to go back to normal? I know that people didn't necessarily love wearing a mask before they got vaccinated. And then some people, even though they've gotten vaccinated, are still really diligent about wearing masks. So um, where do you stand or what do you... What are your thoughts in regard to after vaccination habits? So there's a lot of misinformation and miscommunication about this topic. A lot of people think that once you're vaccinated immediately, you can stop wearing a mask. You can start hanging out with friends. This is absolutely not the case. By all means, it's uh, it's not black and white. You know, the answer is not yes and the answer is not no. When you get your shot, you're not considered fully vaccinated until two weeks after your second shot. And during the time frame in which you get your shots, you need to be slightly careful. I had this experience with a friend of the family who got the shot and then immediately that weekend went to New Hampshire to hang out with some family and friends. And right after he got the shot, he contracted COVID and ended up in the hospital fighting for his life. They wanted to flush the vaccine out of him because it was almost like a double dose just like double injecting yourself fucking heroin like overdosing on the vaccine basically you know and so there are precautions you need to listen once you have been fully vaccinated which is two weeks after your second dose you can gather indoors with fully vaccinated people without wearing a mask You can gather indoors with unvaccinated people from one another's households. So if you're visiting with relatives who all live together, you can be there without masks. Unless any of those people or anyone they live with has an increased risk for severe illness, you could still potentially pass it on. If you've been around somebody who has COVID, you do not need to stay away from others or get tested unless you have symptoms. You don't get to immediately stop wearing a mask. Wearing masks and physically distancing yourself is still important to help slow the spread of COVID-19 until we can reach herd immunity. Though the vaccines are highly effective against severe disease and death from COVID-19, there's still a chance that you could get infected with it. You'll just be protected and your chances of death are more unlikely. You can still infect somebody. 
there's a chance that you could get infected with COVID and spread it to somebody who's not vaccinated. So the good news is that if you're vaccinated and your friends are vaccinated, you can all fucking hang out and you can hug and you don't need to social distance and you can have your masks off. But that's fully vaccinated people. There's no quarantine after exposure. You don't have to quarantine after you get tested after and exposed to somebody with COVID-19 unless you have symptoms. Keep your vaccination card. Keep that shit. That's all I'm going to say. Travel is still discouraged. Staying home is the best way to protect yourself and others from COVID-19. Now that you're vaccinated, you can schedule dentist visits, doctor visits, all the things you've been putting on hold, you can do. Go to the grocery store yourself, you know. Understand that you might need a booster shot. It's still not completely known how long these are going to last. But if you think about it, you get flu shots every year. I think it's going to be just like that, where every six months to a year, we're going to need to get a booster shot. And herd immunity is really what we need. Yeah, I've heard that term a few times. So what the hell does that mean? So a definition from the Mayo Clinic, herd immunity occurs when a large portion of the community, the herd, becomes immune to a disease, making the spread of that disease from person to person unlikely. And as a result, the whole community becomes protected, not just those who are immune. Herd immunity makes it possible to protect a population from a disease, including those who can't be vaccinated newborns, people with compromised immune system. The concept of herd immunity vaccines have successfully controlled deadly contagious diseases such as smallpox, polio, diphtheria, I don't fucking know how to say it, rubella, many others. Um, And there are two paths to herd immunity for COVID-19, one being vaccines and two being infection. Once you have it, your body has created the antibodies for it. As of today, May 2nd of 2021, 31.2% of the total population is fully vaccinated, meaning they've had both of their shots. At least 44% of the total population has had at least one dose. Herd immunity varies, right? So for the flu, it's somewhere like, 30 to 50% of the population has to be vaccinated for herd immunity to apply. But for COVID, it's not completely clear yet. Scientists are saying somewhere between 70 and 90% of people are needing to be vaccinated for herd immunity. But other scientists are saying as low as 50. So honestly, who fucking knows? If you're thinking about 90% of the population needs to be vaccinated for us to have herd immunity, Mad people need to get the vaccine. A lot of fucking people need to get the vaccine. 90%? That's a fucking lot. So who fucking knows? But realistically, that's what we need. We need herd immunity. That's what's going to keep us at bay and allow us to open back up and, and be people, you know? So more people need to get the vaccine than not. It sounds good. And we can be hopeful. I mean, I guess there's some of that that sounds pretty encouraging but i have to admit that this is where my horror movie thing kicks in and i'm like okay the virus is gonna adapt so that's why it's super important to get the second dose even after the first dose they're saying you're 80 percent immune after the first dose and that's why the second dose is so important i mean part of me still kind of wants to wait part of me is still a little bit unsure about getting it or not just because the information that you've presented is really good it does bring me some comfort but here's the thing i don't trust 
anything that <laughs> is really said because okay you know people people used to think that smoking was fine people you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's known that yeah. we think we know everything so mm-hmm. we come out with this vaccine and we're like yes it's good it's safe it's great and then you know okay people built with asbestos but guess what 10 20 30 years later people are still winning whole million-dollar-ass lawsuits because they're all fucked up from it. So, I mean, I still have a level of fear about it. It's funny because we just had that Millennials versus Gen Zers episode, and you mentioned something about Millennials are the largest group generation. Anti-vaxxers. Anti-vaxxers, yes. Um, Mm -hmm. And before vaccines, millions of children died horrific deaths each year from infectious diseases like whooping cough polio yep measles Measles. yes so today thanks to vaccines most of those diseases have been eradicated yet people in different corners of the world are still rejecting vaccines you know and and you have a right that's why we live in a fucking society where we have a government and you have a right to choose um those things which is funny because you do and you don't have a right because you can't send your kids to school without the measles vaccine or my friend her kid is doing school from home and she had to get a flu vaccine i've never heard of a school requiring a flu vaccine and she's not even going to fucking school dude that's fucking crazy but anywho because in the beginning i was like i'm not getting the fucking vaccine dude i'll fucking wait i'm not getting it and i had read this article and it's the dark history of vaccines i'm going to put a link to it and it's scary i'm not going to lie and it talks about these incidences where bad batches or infected batches have caused horrible things to happen in history it's honestly what kept me away the situations are so specific and you can tell like there's no regulations these people are out big pharmaceuticals out for money i'm just going to tell you this one section from the dark history of vaccines article so you're gonna make me feel better about vaccines and then you're gonna scare me as the episode is ending cool Mm -hmm. great so wonderful rest assured per the cdc 230 million doses of COVID-19 vaccine have been given in the United States from December 14th of last year till April 26th of this year, 2021. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. They were evaluated in tens of thousands of participants in clinical trials. The vaccines met the FDA's rigorous scientific standards for safety, effectiveness, and manufacturing quality needed to support emergency use authorization. So yes, I'm going to tell you this story, but this story led to the FDA being created. Oh. Yeah, so it's it's scary, but it's not. So from 1901 to 1913, children die from contaminated vaccines, meaning there's a vaccine. It probably worked absolutely fine, but there was a contaminated batch. A horse used to produce over seven gallons of cerium that held antibodies. I'm sorry, are you saying horse? A horse. Horse. Yes, they used um, something from a horse to create this vaccine. And multiple vaccines, they use things from animals and, and, and things in nature. Yeah, so a horse used to produce over seven gallons of serum that held antibodies used against diphtheria was found to have contracted tetanus and was put to sleep. At about the same time, a girl in St. Louis died 
and it was discovered that the serum from Jim had caused her death. I'm assuming Jim is the horse. Damningly, the samples had not been tested, a process that could easily have uncovered that infection. Additionally, bottles of serum taken on September 30th had been marked August 24th. Such oversight cost the lives of a further 12 children. This episode contributed in part to the passing of the United States Biologics Control Act of 1902 and paved the way for the introduction of the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, in 1906. I see. Yeah, so I, I chose that one because the CDC is talking about vaccines are evaluated in tens of thousands and they, and they must meet Food and Drug Administrative's rigorous and mm-hmm. scientific standards for safety, effectiveness, and blah, 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 blah. Right. So, anywho, that's the information that I've gathered for you guys today. I definitely have been considering it more lately just because everybody around me is getting it. I still have a lot of concerns just in general, because it's still a very young vaccine, but it does make me feel better knowing how many people have been vaccinated and how many trials have been completed. And how an mRNA vaccine works. Yeah, how it works, uh, the science behind it. You're not being injected with the vaccine, with the, with the COVID. And I think that's a huge fear of people. I still can't say definitively if I want to get it or not, but... I really do appreciate having a better understanding of it. So yeah, and that's really all I was trying to do here today. I'm not. I'm not here to tell you to get the fucking vaccine because there's enough of those people out there. You know who you are, and I do understand the need for it. I understand we all want things to go back to normal. You know, it's good, but it's gonna be a fucking while, dude. I just want to hug my mom again. I'm not gonna lie. I almost started crying the other day. I was just there, and I haven't hugged her. Or kissed her, like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like tearing up thinking about it now, dude, because I love my mom, <laughs> and I just want to fucking hug her. <laughs> For real. Anywho. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, you're better than me because I've hugged my mom. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I've hugged other people. <laughs> I hugged your mom. I'm pretty sure. No, I didn't hug your mom. Did I hug your mom? I did hug. I had to have hugged your mom. I don't know. When I was in Massachusetts. And I, and it's, it's weird because I have hugged other people, but I am just so afraid. I know my mom has a lot of health issues. Yeah, I understand. But that's, that's good of you. And I definitely can understand you wanting to get past this. I think we all, the whole world wants to kind of get past it into a place where we feel comfortable doing that again. But I also think. This has changed people. I really think that people are going to be a little bit more cautious moving forward. Yeah. You know what? Flu kills more people than COVID. But it's just COVID is so infectious and spreads so so easily and so quickly. But flu rates are at an all-time low because of the masks, you know? And uh, and I feel the exact same way. I think a lot of people feel the way that you feel. And I feel, you know, even though I have this information, I still want to be like, can I wait a year or two? I would rather... Wait, I would rather not get it. I would rather wait. I still am going to get it. Right. I mean, especially since you're working from home, it almost feels like, what's the rush? Let's just wait this out as long as I can. See, I go to work physically. And even though most of the people that I work with are getting vaccinated, like I still stop at the convenience store or gas station. I work from home, but my partner still goes to work. So if I'm getting sick, it's going to be for my partner. Um, 
And, and that's a lie, actually, because I do see people. I have gone out to eat and I have hung out with friends. If that makes me a part of the problem, I'm a part of the problem. And I apologize for that. But I have a small group of people and they're the only people I've seen. I'm not hanging out with everybody and their mother and going to parties like I have the same small group of people. Uh, that that I've been seeing. Right. I mean, no matter what you do, even if you completely isolate yourself and like install UV infectious killing lights in your house, it, there's always going to be the possibility. There's always going to be that 1% chance, right? It's just about doing what you can to reduce those chances of getting it and spreading it. So every precaution that you take makes a difference. Exactly. So yeah, that's my rant on COVID vaccine. And uh, I hope that I enlightened you in some kind of way or maybe helped you decide whether you are going to get it or you aren't going to get it. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just here to tell you the information I found because these are things that we're pondering right now. And I'm sure you're pondering them too. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, But anywho, since we're wrapping up here, getting ready to say goodbye, I feel like I want to make a brief mention of maybe what our next episodes are going to be about. I'm excited for the next two. Yes, me too. Go ahead. Tell them what our our next episode is going to be. Well, we have two episodes in the making. The first one we're going to talk about, which I super, super relate to, and I know a lot of my friends relate to this topic, but we're going to be talking about high-functioning anxiety and depression. This is something I deal with. And I struggle with, I know a lot of people who do. I'm excited to talk about that. I'm not going to lie. Um, our second topic, yes. our second topic is a little risque. It's a little risque. <laughs> yes, guys, we're going to be talking about fetishes. Maybe a little porn, maybe a little fetish, maybe a little sexual. I don't know. We're going to have to see where it goes, but it's it's a topic. So for those of you who have been waiting for that mic to drop for something inappropriate to happen. Mm, this is going to be the inappropriate. Yeah, we're excited. Um, yep. So look forward to those. Look for our our posts and our teasers. They'll be coming up soon. Yeah. Stay with us. We're excited. Stay tuned, Stay motherfuckers. Tuned. But uh, ta-ta for now. T-T-Y-L. Talk to you later. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, it was supposed to be Tigger. You don't like Tigger? Tigger is ta-ta for now. What? The ever? wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers are wonderful things. The tucks under the rubbers, the bottoms are made of the springs, the bouncy, trouncy, 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 fun, 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 fun. Mm-hmm. The most wonderful mm-hmm. thing about Tiggers is... Is I'm the only one. <laughs> okay, we have problems. Yeah. Apologize. No. Right now to the whole audience. No. All right. Sorry, not sorry. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bitches. Bye. I didn't swear, like, barely any during this episode. You I just want to say that. did swear. Not a lot. <laughs> Not as much as maybe the previous episodes, but you definitely did. A couple of times. I felt like I had to actively throw in swearing. All I right. don't know if I've sweared very much at all. Mm, whatever. Fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. That was excessive. All right. I love you guys. <laughs> Peace Everybody. out. I'll swear vagina. Bye.